this evening is available to watch on Parliament Live TV. I now call the Prime Minister to make a statement. Prime Minister Johnson. This is, thank you, Mr. This Speaker. I've just Johnson. come from a meeting of G7 leaders joined by Secretary General Stoltenberg of NATO. And with permission, I'll update the House on our response to President Putin's onslaught against a free and sovereign European nation. Shortly after four o'clock this morning, I spoke to President Zelensky of Ukraine as the first missiles struck his beautiful and innocent country and its brave people, and I assured him of the unwavering support of the United Kingdom. Yeah. And I can tell the House that, that at this stage, Ukrainians are offering a fierce defense of their families and their country. And I know that every honorable member will share my admiration for their resolve. Earlier today, President Putin delivered another televised address and offered the absurd pretext that he sought the demilitarization and denazification of Ukraine. In fact, he is hurling the might of his military machine against a free and peaceful neighbor in breach of his own explicit pledge and every principle of civilized behavior between states, spurning the best efforts of this country and our allies to avoid bloodshed. For this, Putin will stand condemned in the eyes of the world and of history. He will never be able to cleanse the blood of Ukraine from his hands. And although the UK and our allies tried every avenue for diplomacy until the final hour, I'm driven to conclude that Putin was always determined to attack his neighbor, no matter what we did. Now we see him for what he is, a blood-stained aggressor who believes in imperial conquest. I am proud that Britain did everything within our power to help Ukraine prepare for this onslaught, and we will do our utmost to offer more help as our brave friends defend their homeland. Our embassy took the precaution on 18th of February of relocating from Kiev to the city of Lviv in western Ukraine, where our ambassador Melinda Simmons continues to work with the Ukrainian authorities and to support British nationals. Now we have a clear mission, diplomatically, politically, economically, and eventually militarily, this hideous and barbarous venture of Vladimir Putin must end in failure. At the G7 meeting this afternoon, we agreed to work in unity to maximize the economic price that Putin will pay for his aggression. And this must include ending Europe's collective dependence on Russian oil and gas that, that has served to empower Putin for too long. So I, I welcomed, again, Chancellor Schultz's excellent decision to hold the certification of Nord Stream 2. Mr. Speaker, countries that together comprise about half the world economy are now engaged in maximizing pressure, economic pressure, on one that makes up a mere 2%. For our part today, the UK is announcing the largest and most severe package of economic sanctions that Russia has ever seen. With new financial measures, we're taking new powers to target Russian finance, in addition to the banks we've already sanctioned this week today. In concert with the United States, we are imposing a full asset freeze on VTB. More broadly, these powers will enable us totally to exclude Russian banks.
from the UK financial system, which is, of course, by far the largest in Europe, stopping them from accessing sterling and clearing payments through the UK. And with around half of Russia's trade currently in US dollars and sterling, I'm pleased to tell the House that the United States is taking similar measures. These powers will also enable us to ban Russian state and private companies from raising funds in the UK, banning dealing with their securities and making loans to them. We will limit the amount of money that Russian nationals will be able to deposit in their UK bank accounts, and sanctions will also be applied to Belarus for its role in the assault on Ukraine. Overall, we'll, we'll be imposing asset freezes on more than 100 new entities and individuals, on top of the hundreds that we've already announced. Uh, this includes all the major manufacturers that support Putin's war machine. Furthermore, we are also banning Aeroflot from the UK. Next, on top of these financial measures and in full concert with the United States and the EU, we will introduce new trade restrictions and stringent export controls similar to those that they in uh, the US are implementing. We will bring forward new legislation to ban the export of all dual-use items to Russia, including a range of high-end and critical technological equipment and components in sectors including electronics, telecommunications, and aerospace. Legislation to implement this will be laid early next week. These trade sanctions will constrain Russia's military, industrial, and technological capabilities for years to come. We're bringing forward measures on unexplained wealth orders from the Economic Crime Bill to be introduced before the House rises for Easter. And we will set out further detail before Easter on the range of policies to be included in the full bill in the next session, including on reforms to companies' house and a register of overseas property ownership. We will, we will set up a new dedicated kleptocracy cell in the National Crime Agency to target sanctions evasion and corrupt Russian assets hidden in the UK, and that means oligarchs in London will have nowhere to hide. And Mr Speaker, I know that this House will have great interest in the potential of cutting Russia out from SWIFT. And I can confirm, as I've always said, that nothing is off the table. But for all these measures to be successful, it is vital that we have the unity of our partners, the unity in the G7 and other forum. And, uh, Mr. Speaker, Russian investors are all already delivering their verdict on the wisdom of Putin's actions. And so far today, Russian stocks are down by as much as 45%, wiping $250 billion from their value in the biggest one-day decline on record. Sparebank, Russia's biggest lender, is down by as much as 45%, and Gaz Gazprom down by as much as 39%, while the ruble has plummeted to record lows against the dollar. We will continue on a remorseless mission to squeeze Russia from the global economy piece by piece, day by day, and week by week. And we will, of course, use Britain's position 
in every international forum to condemn the onslaught against Ukraine, and we will counter the Kremlin's blizzard of lies and disinformation by telling the truth about Putin's war of choice and his war of aggression. And we will work with our allies on the urgent need to protect other European countries that are not members of NATO and who could become targets of Putin's playbook of subversion and aggression. And we will resist any creeping temptation to accept what Putin is doing today as a fait accompli. There can be no creeping normalization, not now, not in the months to come, not in the years ahead. We must strengthen NATO's defenses still further. And so today I called for a meeting of NATO leaders, which will take place tomorrow, and I will be convening the countries that contribute to the Joint Expeditionary Force, which is led by the United Kingdom and comprises both NATO and non-NATO members. Last Saturday, I warned that this invasion would have global economic consequences, and this morning the oil price has risen strongly. The government will do everything possible to safeguard our own people from the repercussions for the cost of living. And of course we stand ready to protect our country from any threats, including in cyberspace. Above all, the House will realize the hard and heavy truth that we now live in a continent where an expansionist power deploying one of the world's most formidable military machines is trying to redraw the map of Europe in blood and conquer an independent state by force of arms. And it's vital for the safety of every nation that Putin's squalid venture should ultimately fail and be seen to fail. <laughs> However long it takes, that will be the steadfast and unflinching goal of the United Kingdom. I hope of every member of this House and every one of our great allies, certain that together we have the power and the will to defend the cause of peace and justice as we have always done. And I say to the people of Russia, again, whose president has just authorized an onslaught against a fellow Slavic people, I cannot believe that this horror is being done in your name or that you really want the pariah status that these actions will bring to the Putin regime. And to our Ukrainian friends, in this moment of agony, I say that we are with you and we are on your side. Your right to choose your own destiny is a right that the United Kingdom and our allies will always defend. And in that spirit, I join you in saying Slava Ukraini, and I commend this statement to the House. I now call the leader of the opposition. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. In this dark hour, our thoughts, our solidarity and our resolve are with the Ukrainian people. Invading troops marched through their streets. Missiles shelled their cities. They've been cast into a war through no fault of their own. Because Putin fears their freedom and because he knows that no people will choose to live under his bandit rule unless forced to do so at the barrel of a gun. 
the consequences of Putin's war of aggression will be horrendous and tragic for the people of Ukraine, but also for the Russian people who've been plunged into chaos by a violent elite who have stolen their wealth, stolen their chance of democracy, and stolen their future. And we must prepare ourselves for difficulties here. We will face economic pain as we free Europe from dependence on Russian gas and oil and clean our institutions from money stolen from the Russian people. But the British public have always been willing to make sacrifice to defend democracy on our continent, and we will again. The consequences of Putin's actions will be felt throughout the world for years, and I fear for decades to come. Russia's democratic neighbors and every other democracy that lives in the shadow of autocratic power are watching their worst nightmare unfold. So all of us who believe in democracy over dictatorship, in the rule of law over the reign of terror, in freedom over the jackboot of tyranny, must unite and take a stand. We must support the Ukrainian people in their fight, and we must ensure that Putin fails. Putin will eventually learn the same lesson that European tyrants learned in the last century, that the resolve of the world is harder than he imagines, that the people's desire for freedom burns brighter than he can ever extinguish, and that the light of liberty will prevail over his darkness. For that to happen, we must make a clean break with the failed approach to handling Putin, which after Georgia, after Crimea, after Donbass, has fed his belief that the benefits of aggression outweigh the costs. We must finally show him that he is wrong. That means doing all that we can to help Ukraine defend herself by providing weapons, equipment, and financial assistance, as well as humanitarian support for the Ukrainian people. We must urgently reinforce and reassure our NATO allies in Eastern Europe, who now stand at the frontier of Putin's aggression. And the hardest possible sanctions must be taken against the Putin regime. It must be isolated, its finances frozen, its ability to function crippled. That means excluding Russia from the financial mechanisms like SWIFT and banning trade in Russian sovereign debt. I welcome the set of sanctions outlined by the Prime Minister just now and pledge opposition support for further measures. And there are changes we must make here in the UK. For too long, our country has been a safe haven for the money that Putin and his fellow bandits stole from the Russian people. It must now change. Cracking open the shell companies in which stolen money is hidden will require legislation. Bring it forward immediately, Prime Minister, and Labour will support it, along with the other measures that the Prime Minister has just outlined. Thank you, and we will support it. Mr Speaker, this must be a turning point in history.
we must look back and say that this terrible day was actually when Putin doomed himself and doomed his plan to reassert Russian force as a means of controlling Eastern Europe to defeat. We know how Putin operates, so we know how to defeat him. He seeks division, so we must stand united. He hopes for inaction, so we must take a stand. He believes that we are too corrupted to do the right thing, so we must prove him wrong. I believe we can, and in this dark hour, we can step towards the light. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I want to say how grateful I am to the right honourable gentleman for the terms in which he has just spoken and the robust support that he is uh, offering to the government uh, and, and to uh, the Western Alliance, Mr Speaker, at a, at a very, very difficult time. And I think the whole House can be, turning to some of the issues that he raised, very briefly, I think the whole House can be proud of the, of the role that the UK has played in uh, pioneering military uh, support, logistical support uh, to the Ukrainians, the, the way the role that we played in bringing together a ferocious package of sanctions uh, which we will now implement and we will bring our allies together uh, Mr Speaker uh, to protect NATO uh, to show uh, that President Putin uh, will get a tougher Western alliance as a result of his actions not a weaker Western alliance and uh, I think Mr Speaker that uh, events will show that the Russian president has profoundly miscalculated. Uh, he believes that he is doing this for his own political advantage. I believe the exact opposite will prove to be the case uh, because of the resistance that will be mounted against what he is doing, not just in Ukraine, but around the world. And we will support those Ukrainians, uh, Mr. Speaker. We will support them uh, economically, diplomatically, politically, and yes, militarily as well. And I know that in due time, we will succeed. Theresa May. Thank you.